This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Girls on Porn. I'm Laura. And I'm Rachel. And we love porn. This is our porn review podcast. We talk about what we love and roast what we hate. Helping you find hot, ethical, just plain better porn for your spank bank. And we're looking at everything. Today, it's a big day. We are joined by a very special guest. It's true, it's true. Uh, today we're joined by Ayla, uh, who is a performer and writer. You can find her on OnlyFans at Ayla Girl on her blog, Knowing Less. And she is also co-creator of a game called Ask Hole. You also may remember her being thoroughly discussed on our cam episode. Very true. When we talked about her brilliant article, <laughs> Maximizing Your Slut Impact. So brilliant, in fact, that Laura brought you on the show. Welcome. Yeah, <laughs> I was really excited about that and so bummed when I found your message like too late. I know. I was like, oh, it's shit. never too late. <laughs> I know. Right, and this is why we're here today. Yeah, here we are now. It's so exciting. Yes. So we like, we chose the topic religious after sort of doing a deep dive into many different options and i know that you are like a social scientist would you sort of say that you're a hobbyist in like research and study of like objective human experience around many things like how would you sort of talk about your own research because i do want to sort of give platform for that uh, so like I ended up with a kind of big audience because I was like a sex worker online. And then I realized you could ask them questions and oh. answer it. And then that opened this whole big world to like, hey, if I'm curious about anything, I can just write a study on them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely amateur, self-taught um, and made a lot of mistakes along the way, but have uh, done a lot of like look into anything I'm curious about, basically. Right. Very cool. Very cool. What are some of your like top line, like favorite studies or like most interesting things you've dived into. I just briefly want to talk about this before we get into the religious <laughs> stuff, just to give you like the chance to sort of talk about some of your writing, because I think it's so fascinating. Oh, thank you. Um, one of one of my favorites is the taboo fetishes list. I don't know if you've seen this at all, um, but I asked a whole bunch of people uh, how taboo, like how ashamed would you be if you had this fetish and you had to like stand up on a podium and announce it and your whole family was there, like right on a scale of <gasps> one to 10, how terrible oh this experience would be. And then also how much are you actually into this fetish? Um, okay. And it was really interesting. Like the, the more uncommon a fetish is, the more taboo it is. And it's like a yes. really strong correlation, yeah. uh, right. which is like one of my most exciting finds. That makes a lot of it sense. It does. I mean, that's feels like a very clear correlation. Mm -hmm. Right. And there are a couple of outliers, like uh, foot fetishes are uh, more uncommon and less taboo than you would expect. Mm. Feet are cool. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, chill extremely, with feet. Everyone's chill about two it. two of them. Yeah, it's, it's right. Mostly. Yeah. Well, most people have two of them. Most right, people right, have two feet. Right. <laughs> Don't come for us, okay? <laughs> we corrected it. be inclusive. It. Yeah. What were some of the weirdest things that people responded that, that were like the most taboo? Well, I gave them a concrete list. Oh, you um, did? Okay. And so the most upvoted taboo thing, do you, can you guess? No. Uh, I mean, fee is pretty Piss? popular. I Peeing? like Scat oh, play. Come on. We got to. We, yeah. Okay. Scat was number three. Oh, okay. I think. Or number four. Something okay. like that. Okay. Um... Furries? Did you include things like, what'd you say, Rachel? I said like furries. Oh, that's much less taboo than scat, actually. It's, okay. it's actually necrophilia. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So that was, when you say like number one, you mean like the most, uh, the least common or the, the like people have the most shame about? or The most shame. The least common shame. was creepy crawlies. So people who are into like <laughs> rodents or like, oh. insects, stuff okay. like that. Oh, interesting. interesting. 
We'll have to do an episode yeah. on that. I know. <laughs> we haven't talked about creepy crawlies yet. Yeah. We haven't. We also haven't talked about necrophilia. We haven't. Mm-hmm. That's true. That'll be a difficult. She episode. says. She says with <laughs> with some um, hesitation. Regret. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah I know, I curiosity. I feel yeah. like necrophilia is like for some reason less scary to admit that you have than scat. Like if I had yeah. to come out to my family about being really into something, I feel like dead bodies is more far away. Like you you could do that hypothetically. Whereas right. scat, like everybody has to deal with that, and it's much more shameful. That's right around the corner. You know, <laughs> that's a lot closer to home. Right. If somebody has a scat fetish, you know they've probably already done something with it. Exactly. Yeah. It's very true. (laughs) Okay. So we brought you on for religious. Yes. And when we talked to you a little bit about like options for the show, you said that you've worked some religious stuff into your sex work, into some of the Mm -hmm. videos that you've done, right? Um, Right. Do you have like a a religious background or is it something that you just kind of uh, like you were like, oh, maybe this will work for my fan base? Yeah, I have a very religious background. I grew up in a, my parents are professionally evangelical. So going around oh. debating people, um, like radio show to like defend the Christian faith. And I was wow. homeschooled um, in like a very isolated cult like environment, um, raised to be a housewife who is going to yeah. get married and have kids. Uh, yeah. Wow. So extremely religious. I went to school like three times a week. I memorized like 800 verses of the Bible. So wow. I was Holy ready yeah. to do this uh, religious wow. role play thing. <laughs> <laughs> what specifically did you do in the role playing? Mostly quoting Bible verses. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And sort of like channeling who I used to be with the, this fear around sex. Oh. Because like sex was like super repressed. As I'm sure right. you know this, this oh, happens God. in societies like that. Were either of you raised very religious at all? I was not raised religious. I My parents both had a Catholic background and sort of walked away from that. And then I ended up in a Unitarian um, mm. uh, congregation as of like middle school and high school, partially because my mom just wanted community and we also were very progressive. So it was like, let's, you know, find the least dogmatic religion there is, basically. Uh, but then my dad went born again 10 years ago, mm. um, which was a real shock because he had been like a person who was into new age spirituality and who meditated and who was always kind of seeking some kind of spirituality. Uh, but I learned in hindsight more from a like, then I'll be rich and successful and no longer have anxious depression issues, which he has. Mm -hmm. And then his sister basically like single-handedly converted him to Christianity when he was in a very difficult moment of his life and he has been very christian since and it's been really wow. difficult that's yeah. so weird yeah. does yeah. he believe you're going to hell yes i get oh, emails man. about it i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> yeah it's okay yeah. like we've had like really like it was harder at be- the beginning because it really felt like i lost my father or like the man that i thought he was and had mm. to kind of reacquaint myself to what I still believe to be like a pretty brainwashed individual. And Mm. we've had a lot of political arguments and there are things that he says that I are terrifying because I feel like he's detached from his, like his degree in college was in biology. Like he was a scientist. So I like, when I try to talk to him about religion, it just was bizarre to hear that he now like believes that Adam and Eve were somehow real people. And (laughs) It has evolved and gotten, like, worse. Like, when he was initially Christian, it was like he hadn't figured out the mythology, but he's in a very right-wing, very evangelical church, and there's an answer for everything, as I'm sure you know as well as anyone. So it's been very difficult, but we've kind of landed in a, like, let's not talk about it as much as possible place, and I really try not to, like, poke the political bear because it just gets really emotional and gross. Yeah. But I've kind of... It sounds really bleak, but I've kind of just treated it like my father is getting older and I'm just going to, like, try to support his happiness. And luckily, he doesn't like Trump, so, like, there's less that we have to argue about there. But, you know, he was going to vote for Cruz and that was a fight and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, um, yeah it's difficult. It's it's very strange. Mm. Uh, and I, you know, maybe dream of bringing him to some kind of more open-minded Christianity where he can still love Christ, but he doesn't need to believe that the Bible is the word of God and therefore like taken literally. But that really is like the wall you can't, you can't tear down. 
Yeah, I often feel like people believe things not because they're true, but because they're useful. And we sort of just put this like veneer that we think that it's because it's true on top of it. Like all yeah. of us, like I'm guilty of this and likely you guys are too. Like this is mm-hmm. default. And so there's probably some way in which like having a really crazy strict belief about the Bible is giving your dad a whole lot. Right. No, it, it's, it's exactly, I mean, he even said what it is and it's that it releases him of responsibility for what he sees as failures in his life. Oh, wow. That, wow. that like it, God has a plan and always has. And so whatever he feels like he has failed at, which by the way, like he's fine. Like he's a very functional, like good person and has done really well by like me and my sister and our family. But like he thinks he's a failure because he worked in software and was laid off a lot of times and just has like very high anxiety about himself. So God, in the specific moment that he was converted, he had just been fired by his like mentally unstable boss who he had to sue for commission money later. And the guy like screamed at him and fired him and he went into the parking lot and cried and he's not an emotional person. And his sister spoke a psalm over the phone to him and he accepted the love of Christ into his heart. Um, And I wanted that to be like, beautiful to me and for me to be happy that my dad could find emotional catharsis in religion. But I like knew that the, you know, the Bible was around the corner and Mm. it was going to have like something to say about his politics and about his worldview. And yeah, so we're amicable, but I do get the occasional email that says like, I'm really worried about your soul and like, I want you to go to heaven. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm not going to go to either of those places. Don't worry about me. Thanks, Dad. Love you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he also doesn't know about this podcast. You know, like that's something that I don't talk to him about because it would just be a fight and it would be really confusing to him and he would have a very specific moralistic view about it. And it's just a bridge we haven't crossed yet. We will someday, but not right now. Yeah. (laughs) I was not raised religious at all. Um, I got baptized when I was like 13 because my friend's mom worked at the church and I wanted to go hang out with her. So um, (laughs) my friend always went to Sunday school and I was like, well, that's where my friends go. So I want to go. But so that was my my just my little dabble with religion didn't last long. Um, But I am fascinated with like the history of like sexuality and like the church and just basically the idea that like everything Western society and like Western culture, if the, the views we have about sex, it just comes from the church, <laughs> you know, the yeah. shame and the stigma that we have around everything that has to do with sex or sexuality. Um, eroticism comes from the church and it started in like 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 the year 400 AD and it's just now starting like we're just now being like yeah hey we're all stuck in quarantine and we're watching porn you know <laughs> like just now in the year 2020 it's insane to think about yeah like mm-hmm. insane yeah, so much of that shame came from like an attempt to control reproduction. Like yes. back in the day where if you have casual sex, like that means kids. Like yeah. I'm not saying I necessarily condone the shame, but that's, you know, sort of the function. But now we can fuck all we want. Yeah. It's a right. free for all. And I like I'm so yeah. happy. <laughs> Thank God, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a lot of and a lot of the ideas of it come from like religious leaders like after Jesus, like not even like from the mouth of Jesus. Yeah, which is what I never guess I never I mean, I never read the Bible, so I didn't know. But I've only read the Bible to debate it, which is like (laughs) such a funny. Of course you did, bitch. That does not surprise me. (sighs) Know thine enemy. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I am. I mean, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the flip side, like I as a Unitarian, like took a sex ed class at church that at the time was called About Your Sexuality and was later rebranded as Our Whole Lives, but was an incredibly progressive sex ed class and was part of the reason why I have such like an open, rational perspective about sex. So like we got to get that teacher on the the show because you've referenced him. You've referenced the the class like so many times. It's it was an amazing class. It was just like so helpful in that terrifying middle school phase. Right. Like having permission to ask really scary, hard questions about sex, mm-hmm. having the assignment to buy birth control in some format. Wow. That's yeah, so like progressive. They, yeah. Yeah. They like made us go out and buy condoms and they were like, you have to do it on your own and you can't like your parents can be there, but you have to make like you have to do it. Like you got to be at the counter. Mm-hmm. And like me and my friend Ben like went to Walgreens <laughs> and like giggled all the way. But like, <laughs> you know, 
good yeah. to do that in sixth, seventh grade yeah. and like yeah. just sort of like pull the like rip the band aid off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My parents didn't plan to teach us what sex was until we were 16, which they definitely could have pulled off because we were so isolated. Wow. Wow. And I, I remember them teaching me I had a vagina. I was like, I think 11 years old. And they sat me down and they're like, honey, you have another hole down there. And I was like, I, excuse me? Wow. I, what? <laughs> like, finding out you have another orifice in your body is super traumatizing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Whoa. How? Wow. And think about what that hole would come to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that hole had so much potential. Yeah. But no. You never knew. Wow. It's really sustained me. <laughs> you mentioned that you were being, uh, like, raised to be a homemaker, like, to be a housewife. Uh, if you had wanted to go into professional evangelism, would they have supported that? If you were like, I want to go around the country debating Christianity, like with, was there any career path they would have been excited about? Or was it truly like be a housewife and that's it? Um, just, it did really depends. So in like in second Timothy, it talks about how women are like definitely not supposed to have any position of authority over men, especially in the church. So it was very strong. I could not have any authority over man spiritually. Yeah. Um, so going around and evangelizing, it starts to like get into that territory that they would have mm. been uncomfortable with. Um, and they would have been okay with that as long as I like came back to get married or like I did it a couple years before I like settled down and became a mother or if I could have somehow done it while like homeschooling my kids and staying at home mm. like for example if I had a podcast like this to defend the faith while I was like <laughs> breastfeeding like yeah. I would have been okay with that yeah that's 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 okay <laughs> yeah but definitely no pastors wow. I could never have been a pastor and elder right mm. wow right do you still have a relationship with your parents with my mom, yeah. Mm. With my dad, Lesso, he's kind of a jerk, mm. uh, which is kind of ironic because, like, the doctrine of federal headship in the Bible um, says that, like, the man and the family are like, kind of responsible for each other. Mm. And because I, as his daughter, like, kind of went off the, the straight path, like, now I've d- done porn and a whole bunch of like, these really scandalous things, this disqualifies him from being an elder in the church. Oh, which, like, it's wow. totally not my intention, but this is the way it works. Wow. Wow. So many rules. When did they, uh, did you sort of come out to them about your porn or was it discovered or if you don't mind me asking? It was discovered uh, or rather shared with them by, so my dad's like relatively well known, Mm -hmm. um, which means that a lot of people who really hate him uh, for sometimes justified reasons, sometimes not, Mm. uh, and then discovered that his daughter is doing porn. Oh, That's God. A, right. a weak point of his. So he found out when someone went on one of his live streams and then shared my porn or like broadcast wow. me having sex with someone else live on his channel. That <laughs> was not good. Wow. And then I got like a call from my mom who was crying. She's like, I didn't know you did that. It was really uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And, you're, and you still have a relationship with your mom now. Is Yeah. Uh, does she, I mean, I imagine she believes you're going to hell. Does she like yeah. harp on your career choices like is it a sort of constant battle or is it something that you've put to the side for the moment she she doesn't know the full extent of what i'm doing Mm. um i really downplay it when i tell her like really Mm -hmm. upplay the uh oh i'm having fun i just happen to have my top off part sure yeah Um, so she and we mostly have like an unspoken just don't talk about it agreement kind of like i think with you and your dad sort of it's just like we want to get along so we just pretend everything's fine Mm. yeah Tough stuff. Heavy. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. Um, Like, I get it. Like, I get that this is something that is doing a lot for them. Like, they need this in their life. Like, my mom would probably fall apart if she didn't have religion. Um, So, like, I'm not, like, angry at her. It's just a really unfortunate result Uh, of this. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. So crazy that that institution can do so much harm. (laughs) You know? Like... So much good and so much yeah. harm. Like it's, yeah. It is one of the most profoundly complicated things, like, I think, of our civilization. And it's worth saying that, obviously, we are focusing on Western revoli- uh, right. religions right. in this conversation and in the porn that we'll be watching later. Yes. <laughs> it's a fun sentence to say. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's I find it incredibly compelling across different kinds of religions, both Eastern and Western, like the relationship between dogma and structure and mm-hmm. function, like societal function of religion yeah. and the actual like faith and belief behind each of them. And it's really interesting to look at the way that civilizations rely on religion as they have evolved. Like you mentioned mm-hmm. like birth control and there being like functionality to, uh, you know, like um, 
sex as immoral. Mm-hmm. The same right. way, like, there was at one time more, like, functionality around eating kosher. Yeah. And around uh, monogamy. You know, like, these are these are pieces of our civilization that have purposes, uh, I think, less and less so as our civilization advances, you know? And it's a really interesting tension and yeah. really, really problematic and toxic in many ways. I mean, we haven't even talked about, like, how how much violence is perpetuated against, like, people in the LGBTQ community um, right. because of religion. I mean, that's mostly what I cry and scream at my dad about, right? <laughs> you know, when we fight. Yeah, kind of crazy that across the board, just, like, women and, you know, LGBTQ and are, are just less than. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. It's really sad. I mean, I used to be very anti-LGBTQ when I was growing up yeah. like I had like physical disgust reactions in my body when I saw gay people wow um, which is crazy that you can install that like can, yeah, I, I was yeah. just installed by my culture the sense yeah. of like horror and disgust yeah it's weird in what circumstances and I'm curious about this because my dad is a <laughs> new homophobe <laughs> he was like I sort of always was so I was like that's oh, not helpful okay. but um <laughs> like what like uh one of the things I like one of the ways I have poked holes in his arguments about it is like, do you know any gay people? And he doesn't encounter any. Yeah. And the like, literally, the only homosexuals he knows in his current life right now are people who have been converted back to heterosexuality, oh, quote unquote, thanks to their faith. Yeah. Um. Like when when as a as a young Evangi, what <laughs> like when were you exposed to gay people? Was this just like <laughs> <Fangie>. in public? <laughs> Yeah, or sometimes like uh, occasionally like be on TV if it if like it was not monitored or something. Right. Um, yeah, and eventually like on the internet. Sure. Nuts. I would stumble across like I remember vividly one time stumbling across an image of like two men making out, and I was like, re- like wow. really horrified by it. Mm, crazy. Wow. That's probably like sixteen or something. Wow. Wow. Which is sad because, like, I have turned out to have sex with many women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since then, that and it's generally pretty my great. Mind. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hell yeah, it just blows my mind. It's crazy, but it's also encouraging just to think about the fact that you had a visceral response to that at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, that you were socialized at the time to mm-hmm. be disgusted by that, and mm-hmm. you were, and that in someone's life they can evolve and like fully turn a corner on that if you are curious and open and you know investigating different things as opposed to like holding tight to a belief system yeah absolutely i was reading so i was doing a lot of research for this article because again i'm fascinated as someone who didn't grow up religious like a and it's not like something i've ever searched for in porn um like why people search for it and uh a lot of articles were you know this one article in like psychology today was like a lot of people like to play with it in 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 a form of like trauma play like dealing with stuff that um like to, to transcend the trauma, the the past trauma, rather than like having it inflicted upon them, mm-hmm. um, and like that might be like the appeal. But I also kind of realized that in the church or in like you know in like religion, like there's a lot of like tenets of religion that are also like in BDSM relationships, <laughs> like the power yeah, dynamic, yeah. you know, somewhat like the, uh, like a uh, uh, figures of authority and like rules, humiliation, shame, like, uh, discipline. I was like, wow, I guess like religion is kinky. <laughs> yeah. You know, or kink, they, or kink is, can be religious. Yeah. Like, kink is, I mean, I think, they both, there's like, there's both like ritualistic aspects of it. Like it's theatrical. There's also like, there's some like horny stuff just in general in the church. Like the fact that you go up, you know, in Catholicism or Christianity, you go up and have like a someone place the body of Christ in your mouth, on your tongue, <laughs> kneeling before you. That's uh. sexual. That's erotic. Man, I kind of wish I had been Catholic now. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I also was thinking about, because, like, especially that moment in Fleabag season two, like, so good Bless. when hot, the hot <laughs> priest. Be. Yeah, like, the hot priest, like, tells her to kneel. Like, there's so much just in that idea of, like, kneeling before someone. 
you know, mm-hmm. and like praying and, and worshiping another person in the bedroom. That's why I'm like, I feel like they the church made a mistake somewhere along the line. They could have been like, sex is a spiritual like, like, like way to like higher consciousness. Like, why did they shame it? Miss the boat. I mean, it makes sense to me because like it's it's sort of like whatever works that feeds into human nature and mm. like you know, dominance play and power structures and, like, rules and, like, uh, supplicating and, like, the, all yeah. these things are sort of play into our desire as, like, evolved animals, you know? Yeah. So that makes sense to me. And I, what's funny about the last thing you said about, like, why didn't they turn this other corner? Like, <laughs> I w- like the fact about Western religion is that it eats other religions, you know? Yeah. It, like, eats other rituals, much yeah. like... Facebook, you yes. know, ate Friendster and, like, walls and shit. Uh-huh. Like, Western religion ate a bunch of, like, pagan rituals. Uh-huh. And I imagine there's a Venn diagram of, like, you know, what did sexual, like, paganistic rituals look like? Or what did, like, what did, you know, like, mm-hmm. like orgies going back to, like, Greek mythology. Right. And shit like that. What kind of rituals like that did kind of trickle into yeah. Catholicism, but without the sex, you right, know, or right. without, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's, like, a true line there, but I think there's got to be, like, there's gotta I, be. I would have to have more information about Catholicism specifically, yeah. but, yeah. but it's just yeah. is a shame that they weren't, like, and orgasms are great, and that is seeing yeah. God, you know? But you know that if they did, like if sex was part of a an organized religion, they would then try to control it, and you'd right. only be allowed to like to have sex at a church. Right, that's true. That's a good <laughs> that point. Would, yeah. would kind of be hot. Yeah, though. it would be hot. That's the thing. And that's a porn we're gonna make. Okay, that's a porn we're gonna make. <laughs> or somebody already has, and we just yeah. didn't happen to find it Maybe. for this episode. Yeah, that we did come close. Yeah. So speaking of the season two of Fleabag. <laughs> Um, when it premiered uh, on Pornhub, the search term for religious went up 162%. Zero surprises there. I know, because it was a hot oh, What show. is Fleabag? Oh, girl. Fle- um, Fle- Fleabag, the TV show yes. on Amazon? Yes. Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Do you not know it? Ayla? No, I don't know this. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Okay, you gotta we watch. just changed your life. Yeah. I don't know how much television you watch. Yeah, I, like, kind I don't of a lot. Okay. I don't, don't know how you avoided it. It's amazing. It's on Amazon. It's two uh, seasons in total. And this... We just made your quarantine, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. And the second season focuses specifically on, like, yeah. a relationship that she has with a Catholic priest. Yeah. And it's Ooh. fucking hot. It's really fun. It's very good. Why is Catholicism so ho- much hotter than like all the other religions? At least from my perspective, yeah. I wasn't Catholic, but like uh, <laughs> like the sexiest ones are the Catholics. I th- think as it has the most, as it seems like to me, it has the most rules and like the most like like um, extravagance to it. Too yeah, there's such fanfare to it. Like it's there's so theatrical. And there's yeah. like. Like the cathedrals, and this like there's something gothic to it, uh-huh. and like, like the the production design of Catholicism yes. lends itself really well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the outfits, the fashion, you know, the pews, the come like on. the dark woods, right? like come on, even just like the artwork, like that it's yeah. that it inspired it's like very horny lots of naked yeah. bodies you know yeah that's true uh-huh. there's a there's a naked guy like hanging at the front of the church right we're all like, just like time you go to yeah. like there's always a like sculpture of a very well-built man yeah like, of like hanging a sexy at the hot jesus <laughs> you know like it's like weird it's weird i always thought like jesus was really hot you know, he's always depicted. He's that way. always depicted I mean, like, super handsome and very Caucasian, which is blows yeah. My I was mind. just gonna say yeah. much whiter than he could have been. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. And like, but, uh, but yeah, always posed, like you know? deliberately aesthetically appealing. Like, right. There's no way Jesus would have been like you know had a beer gut and like right. been... no, he's Jim Caviezel. You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Right. Um, uh, none is also uh, the most popular religious search term with more than a half a million monthly searches about four times more than that of priest interesting Mm. makes sense to me I mean nuns are like you know submissive 
you know? And ties into sort of like the virgin fantasy, yes, I imagine. I, yeah. I very much so. The hyper contrast between like super conservative to super slutty. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and having like impure thoughts, you know, I feel like that's like the most common thing when you look at like religious porn is like, you know, a nun being like, I've been, have my lusty ways are getting in the way of my faith and I just can't help myself. I gotta work it out. Yeah, <laughs> you know when I was religious, um, there was such shame around. Like people just assumed everyone was heterosexual, mm. and so all of like the messaging I got was like, "You can't look at men. Like like men genitals are bad." And I would have had this really strong disgust reaction again to penises. Wow! And so all of my original uh, porn watching was a hundred percent lesbian. Oh wow! Because like there was wow. no similar shaming around like women's like me being attracted to other women. Oh, so I think they accidentally funneled me into lesbianism. I made you gay. I mean, jeez. Um, and uh, I thought this was interesting. Um, specifically in Greece, uh, where like a, a, a poll in 2012 stated that over 70% of uh, Greeks expressed that religion was an important aspect of their lives, um, there's a significant traffic decrease on religious holidays in porn. Oh, like folks yeah. actually observe the uh, holidays. Yeah. Yes. Like, I shouldn't look at porn on Easter. Uh, yeah. They're probably with families, though. People That's, don't yeah. look at porn when they're stuck with their families. Yeah. Well. But you, I bet you there's a high uptick afterwards. Oh, that's I mean, true. like as soon as they get home, there's they're a like, spike. Yeah. Nothing about yeah, family we, time that really just gets you yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you need to escape. Yeah, we've looked at stats before. Like, like we're, there's a weird spike at christmas but at like mm-hmm. certain times you know mm-hmm. like depending on i think on, on like potentially like when you're away from family or like when you're done setting up the christmas tree and then you can, you can right. do whatever you need to do you know yeah i don't know i also found this other interesting stat that was like uh you know a study published in the journal of sex research found that states that have a higher percentage of evangelical protestants and theists um or biblical literists uh, have a higher proportion of Google searches for porn. So really? people, yeah. So hmm. so states that have you know people who believe in God or a higher par- pa- power, and people who you know view the Bible as like the literal word of God, have a higher Google search. Uh, for the word porn. Is it because they're worse at searching? Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. Because I found That's an article that said that the rates of porn consumption among conservative Christians are actually lower. Oh. Yeah. Um, that they are like, have been rising steadily over the years, but the actual consumption of porn is still proportionately lower in the religious community. But mm. I bet, I bet the reason the Google searches is higher is because, like, who goes to Google to be, like, To search porn? for porn. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's not true. my first stop. <laughs> you know? My, yeah. I mean, maybe. Well, it's also, I mean, I guess it's important to point out that, like, it doesn't, I don't know if that necessarily means the religious people in those states are searching for porn. But specifically, like, mm. evangelical and, and literist, as you said. Just everyone just in general, the population in those states. Like, I don't know if it's just specifically religious people, but it's like states that have a higher proportion of religious people have higher. So maybe it's just like they're just turned on by seeing all the religious people that they're like, wouldn't it be hot if I could see them having sex? I don't know. Just a thought. Maybe they're getting laid less. Yeah, very true. Yeah. There's fewer casual sexual encounters. Right. Mm. I mean, it's hot because it's transgressive, you know? It's hot because there's (laughs) repression. That's the whole point. Um, I also have some fun terms because I love to know about paraphilias. Hierophilia is the sexual paraphilia in which individuals derive sexual pleasure and sexual arousal, arousal from religious and sacred objects. And oh yeah, specifically the that. the religious and sacred objects. So if I'm like turned on by like the incense at Catholic, right? School. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> if you're turned on by a crucifix, if you're turned on by the sacrament, um, I don't know. Why I went for the incense. I just thought of the most. I know. Like, what's that thing? Like yeah. those like little canisters Frankincense? that they like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Myrrh. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever the three wise men brought. One of the things. Yes. Yeah, I still um, don't know what myrrh is. If me I'm neither. Honest. I. Just just assume it's something like incense. Um, I don't even know if that's what frankincense is. It just sounds like incense. So that's just what was, you know, burned into my memory as a child. Um, teleophilia are individuals who derive sexual pleasure and sexual arousal from religious ceremonies. 
Wow. Yeah. So glad there are words for that. I know. And now you know them and you can tell them at your next party that you go to after quarantine is done. <laughs> you make me sound so fun at parties. <laughs> I bet Do you guys they... know about hyrophilia? Though? Let me because... tell you. <laughs> Pretty accurate. Sounds about right. I wonder if this is like, if this ruins their enjoyment of religious rituals otherwise. Like, people normally get stuff like spiritual senses right. and, you know, sense of community. I wonder if you're also turned on. Does that just add or does it also subtract oh, from yeah. the rest of your enjoyment? Because if it adds, then you've got like the best combination. <laughs> yeah. <of your> winning. <laughs> yeah. That, no wonder they're going to church all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We always have our best sex on Sundays. I don't know why. <laughs> huh. Oh, that's really fun. Any other little terms or stats we should touch on, Rachel, or should we take a wee break? Oh, let's take a little break. Let's take a little break. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're back. We're back. We are. To talk about porn. Remember mm -hmm. porn? Porn? Is that what this podcast is it about? Is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh. Felt like we were we, we talked were about dads and religion. Religious for a theorists for <laughs> a minute there, but bringing it yeah, all. Yeah, I must have misread the title. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do you still want to do the show? Or? <laughs> I I don't know. It's like okay. I, I, I might be able to power through okay, it. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so the first video we're gonna talk about is from Four Chambers. Um, it's called Supplicant. It stars Owen Gray, Armana Miller, and Vex Ashley. Um, if you've listened to the pod, you know that we are big fans of all of these performers and specifically Vex Ashley in this platform. Um, it's great. She's. We uh, knew that yeah. Vex was the right place to go for, for religious, yeah, for religious porn. Mm -hmm. So, she, yeah. So this porn is essentially like a threesome, particularly with Amarna and Vex. Yeah, you know, sort of. Uh, playing like opposite Owen as like mhm mm um really quickly if if you don't know what supplicant means which uh I, I didn't so i googled it um and i'll give you a definition right now a supplicant can be a fervently religious person who prays to god for help with a problem and it can also be someone who begs earnestly for something he or she wants so can be religious mm. but can I forgot the correlation there. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a great word that works in many contexts. Right. And begging is great because it's also something that you do on your knees. 
Again, mm -hmm. back to nailing. There are a lot of knees yeah. in this video. And there are. Yeah. I love this video because there isn't really a storyline. Yeah, it operates in three... It's like three simultaneous images for most of it, right? Is it some always it. in threes? No, it's just some of it, yeah. It's, it just yeah. sort of like hops around, right? Mm -hmm. So like it's multiple screens sometimes, mm -hmm. or that's not quite the right way to put it, but yeah. multiple images uh, simultaneously, which I really liked. Like mm -hmm. I love a nonlinear porn where yeah. it feels like it doesn't necessarily have to be like a story that is like, then the nuns came and right. said, right. please fuck me. Like this is just sex acts using some of these like ritualistic or like symbolic objects yeah. to indicate where we are and what we're playing with. Yeah, but that's really it. like a priest collar and then the the like the little Christ checks. The little um <laughs> yeah, the wafer, the communion wafer on yeah. his dick, which was like incredibly blasphemous and therefore hot. Um mm -hmm. I Loved it. I mean, I, I liked yeah. this because it didn't follow, like, what I assume is, like, the normal or, or like, the most common thing of, like, a, a lecherous priest, you know? There wasn't—in yeah. in religious porn, I always feel like that's the most—that's the thing we see is, like—or, like, this a lecherous priest or, like, a bad, like, nun or bad, like, girl, like, religious girl who's naughty, you know? Um I mean, was that not part of this video? I sort of interpreted them as, like, naughty religious girls. But it wasn't, like, outwardly in your face. There was no... Uh. There was no dialogue about it. There was no... It seemed didn't really... Other than the fact that, like, he... They were kneeling. There was no... Like, they weren't really wearing... They weren't nuns, you know? Mm -hmm. They had, like, virginal white panties on, which I loved. Mm -hmm. But I didn't feel like there was a strong, like, it also seemed, like, joyous. Yeah, they all seemed really into yeah, it. Yeah, nothing about it seemed like it was bad or, like, we shouldn't do this or, you know, which I feel like is the majority of the thing when you watch religious porn is the idea that we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, like, it might have been implied, and I think if you wanted to indulge in a narrative that these were, like, naughty religious figures or naughty religious girls like mm -hmm. worshiping their priest sexually like you could derive that from it but it didn't feel like it was explicitly predatory yeah in the way yes. that many porn videos about like it wasn't like this priest is gonna rape these teenagers uh -huh. like it felt more like you know the danger and the um forbidden aspect of it was sort of implied but it still just felt like hot and playful and joyous on all sides um and that the word like supplicant is a deliberate choice because it felt like these women were like, do we're performing some kind of sort of worship for yeah. Owen's character, so to speak. But right. then it, we didn't need the narrative of like these stupid little girls. Like it just was fun to watch the act of it. Yeah, there was no like coercion or like you know you've been bad, so you know now you need to do this or you know like mm -hmm. you've been as you know you've been thinking about dicks again, so. I have to cleanse you, which I feel like is so much. <laughs> With my dick. Yeah, which is like yeah, so much because in religious porn. Yeah. There was so little, or there was no narration at no. all. So it's like you can really put sort of whatever context you want onto right. it, which I really liked that yeah. part. I liked that it like existed in, a, in almost like a vacuum for you to like approach it, even like to have your specific fantasy that you want as a context for this that you can apply. Right. And then jack off. Yeah, like to yeah. me, it was like, this is actually, like, a part of their religion is, like, this, like, sexual act, you know? Because it was so, like, a sense of, like, they were worshipping him. It didn't seem, yeah, like, there was no, like, coercion or, like, darkness to it, it seemed. And it was, like, a like the colors of it were, like, very warm and, and yeah. yeah, it was hot. It was super beautiful. Yes. Although I have to have one complaint, mm -hmm. and this might be me specifically. Of course. Which is... Uh, like those girls were very obviously not religious. Like the their makeup and they had oh, like yeah. a nose piercing and yeah. the short hair. Yeah. And I just kept watching it. Like it really took me out of it. Yeah. And I, I don't know like what I expected. Like I want to go into porn and see like actually religious people do porn. <laughs> like that, that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna see mm -hmm. like porn actresses doing it. Um, but like I just like I wanted to be more immersed in it. Mm. I wanted like their their appearance to sort of like mimic like the idea that they've been in this culture for a sure. while. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That is. Like the specifically the septum piercing and the blunt bangs, like that's just Fax's look. Yeah. Um. Mm. So it just like is what she looks like throughout 
most of her porn, at least like in recent mm-hmm. years. Um, so I get it, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I could hear that, but mm-hmm. I, I think I was fine with it because I, because I wanted to detach. Right. And like mm. looking at a religious porn, I was like, I don't need it to be like specifically accurate to that kind of experience. But I, I hear you specifically like with the religious background being like, this isn't authentic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like like I, I totally understand, right. you know, that yeah. I, yeah. they don't have to, you know, go all the way to look like uh-huh. it. But there was just like a little thing in my brain. That yeah. Was like, You're like huh. I mean, a hundred percent. If this was like a porn about like, people fucking backstage at a theater and I was like that wouldn't be back there yeah. like I would be like looking at the production design and being like wait a minute those costumes don't look like they're all from the same show like yeah. what you know what I mean like, yeah I would be looking for the inaccuracies as well exactly so that makes sense yeah there's just yeah. something about it that seemed really ritualistic the way he like slid both of their panties off and them like both like taking turns like going down on him I loved it. I also just love any stuff that's like over panties or over je- like pants, yeah. which was the yeah. Was a Vex, lot of stuff. Vex specifically. Did you happen to read the blog article or the post she made about the video? Yeah, I did. No. So she like wrote about it a little and um, mentioned that she was like, "I like to have sex with my clothes on sometimes in real life, and right. I thought it was a fun opportunity to keep them on and make that part of the like." part of the playfulness of it, which I thought was really hot and right. somehow fed into the fantasy of it all that like, Agreed. yeah, if you're like fucking your priest in an attic, if that's the like narrative you want to imply and like, mm-hmm. again, it's not that literal, but like, if that's the fantasy you want to lean into, like, yeah, you probably wouldn't get all the way naked because yeah. you might have to run away, <laughs> you know? Jesus. Like, yeah. But it like adds the danger of it, mm-hmm. you know, like that part of the fantasy I think is fun. Right. Yeah. Everyone stays mostly clothed. Yeah. She also wrote in the blog that she, like when she ordered the wafers and there is another word for them that I'm not thinking of, but the oh, body yeah. of Christ. Yes. Uh, that she, when she ordered those, she was automatically signed up for a like religious mailing list oh, yeah. that does not have an unsubscribe button. She was like, I just keep getting mail yeah. from these people, right? which I thought was really yeah. funny. That they're just like emailing a porn performer being right. like, today in Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's something really hot about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. There's something like hot about being a porn performer in a religious context. Yeah. Something that like really gets me yeah. going. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and I love the blooper at the end. Oh, God oh, bless. Oh, yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love anything that reminds us that, like, oh, yeah, it is all fantasy. And, like, mm-hmm. you know. And I love, specifically with, like, Vex has done it a few times. Erica Lust does it occasionally. We're like, it's a bump at the end. So, yeah. like, presumably you've already come. Right. Like, you've chilled off and you're Ye- still hanging around. Uh-huh. And instead of being like, I'm just watching a close-up of, like, ball skin. Yeah. Like, in this case, it's like you're watching the performers <laughs> be playful with each other and you're reminded that, like, this is a safe and fun set and these yeah. people are friends and they have fun when they fuck each other. Right. And I always just love a blooper anyway. Me like, too. Any kind of blooper I always want. Yeah. It also makes me feel safe as as the viewer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That like Yeah, yeah it feels like it really humanizes yes. them too. This is my first time seeing of any uh, any porn from this this performer or this website. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't expect it at all. I'm yeah. not used to seeing bloopers at the end of porn. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was really pleasantly surprised. I know, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought the whole thing was like very like blissful, you know. Mm-hmm. Ex- yeah, like his him moaning and like the occasional moans and mouth sounds. I just mm, it's hot. Yeah, it made me imagine that all of their orgasms were super easy. Mm. Like yes. in this world, yes. they just like come with with the breeze. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. no like side <laughs> outing and sweating. Yeah, for, like, yeah. For like ten minutes, being like, "Damn right. it, I'm almost there. Just keep right. going." Yeah. Just which is real life, right? But in this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like it makes you believe that like oh touch has been forbidden therefore like anything will do you which right. is like not really yeah. how it works right. but like I believe the fantasy for these purposes yeah yeah they really communicate the heightened sensitivity mm-hmm. that, yeah. that's like a really great uh-huh. way of putting it that's a good yeah way. agreed yeah cool heightened sensitivity that's a good way of putting it the only thing I didn't love and this is just like a preference thing I yeah. hate. Like a double blowjob, like anytime, like two girls are like, let me get the dick. No, let me lick the popsicle. I'm like, just mm. logistically, there are better ways to do this when it's just two mouths being like, we'll just pass the head of your dick back and forth. Like, I get that being like a fantasy for yeah. men and being like two girls, but I'm like, but just like in terms of friction and pleasure, like physical pleasure on your dick, this is minimal. Like, this is reducing yeah. 
probably the enjoyment for your penis. But, but. I had the opposite reaction. I was like, especially oh, because Vex was like sucking him. And at one point, Armana was like sucking his balls. And I was like, yeah, that's efficient. Well, that made more sense to that, me. Yeah, that does make yeah. sense. Yeah, it was when Amarna came back up and they were both just kind of like bop, 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 oh, with their yeah, mouths open yeah, that okay. I was like, this part, this is yeah. the part we don't need. But yeah. like, listen, it was literally 15 seconds and I need to get over myself. But I had to, you know, I have to find something, you know, that can't be perfect. But sometimes <laughs> you need a little sea salt in the caramel yeah. to just, <laughs> you know, highlight. You need a little tooth in your blowjob. Exactly. Uh, we're quoting Jacqueline Novak for anyone, or we're paraphrasing Jacqueline yeah. Novak for anyone who doesn't know, just so because that you don't think we're miscrediting our, yeah. or that we think we take credit for that joke. No, we don't. I fucking loved this. I think this is like top three Vex. I know. I did too. Me. Like this is some of my favorite four chambers work I've ever seen. I, yeah. I really liked it. It was the right amount of like nonlinear mm-hmm. and Agreed. like mixed images mm-hmm. and, uh, and like believable somehow. Mm-hmm. And also like enough sexual narrative that it, like like sometimes vex does even more abstract stuff where you're like is it sex like, yeah right um and this one i think was struck a really nice balance for me and and all of the sort of uh aesthetic support around the themes was really cool and i really right. enjoyed the hell out of it i liked it Moving on, just to kill all of our boners, uh, <laughs> Amish girl fucks the priest uh, with oh boy with question mark question mark. Nickel Huntsman is who's credited in the Nickel Hunt- Huntsman or Nikki Huntsman. Oh, Nikki Hudson. Maybe I just autocorrected to Nickel. <laughs> wouldn't be that. Wouldn't be that out of character for my computer to just autocorrect. No, same. We've both yeah. done that multiple times, yeah. but. Nickel okay. is funny. Yeah. I wish it was nickel. Okay. <laughs> um, wow. What a video. Okay. Uh, so a brief synopsis. An Amish girl was shunned, was shunned um, from her church. And then she goes, she's in L.A. now and she meets this new priest. <laughs> and um, he was like, well, we're ready to shed our past lives. And... And uh, I don't even know what the whole point of, like, shedding their past former selves were. Like, that that was just his solution, I guess, um, to all That was his excuse for them to take their clothes off and fuck. Right. And that's what happened. She wants to find a church and is questioning because of this boy she maybe kissed. Yeah. And he is maybe doesn't want to be a priest. And I'm like, no shit, guy yeah. with a bunch of, like, knockoff tribal tattoos. Yeah, sir, you are not a priest. <laughs> you are in the band Papa Roach. Like, you are not... The, I've never seen more hair gel in a person ever. The, also, the opening line of the porn is, this is a very cool church you have. I know. Which is, which is like, great cover for the fact that it's definitely just, like, a tacky beach house or maybe, Somewhere, like, an open house Yeah, ma'am, in this the is valley. a home in the valley. <laughs> so, does this stuff work? Like, do... Because this is the pretty, like, low-quality-delivered yeah, yeah. line about a low-quality environment. Do people actually masturbate better because a plot like this exists i don't think so no then why do they do i don't know i think it's i think it's just a trope of the porn world right like Like, porn world has just has just become so self-aware that like but like it i I don't even know mm -hmm. if that's the case i don't know if that's the case across the across the board that everyone is so self-aware i think it's just they've just all just as the mainstream industry has just taken on this style yeah, it's kind of impossible to know because I do think there's mainstream porn that's aware of itself. Like yes. when we were talking about stuck porn yes. a few weeks ago, like there is a ton of stuck porn that's aware of how stupid and silly what they're doing is. And they kind of make these winky winky jokes about like hungry for dinner, like, uh oh, like you're stuck in a window. And like that's the ca- like in that case, like that particular porn reviewed was directed by the performer. Uh, who was stuck, and it was clear that it was self-aware. Right. Because she was playing such a, like, over-the-top, like, PTA mom. And in this case, like, I feel like it goes a little further back, and I'm like, I think this was just, like, laziness. Right. I think they're just... Yeah, if you just... If you just walk in and say, like, cool, hip church, then people will believe that this is just kind of a, like, progressive church. Like, I think that's the conversation they had on set, right. and that's as far as they got. Because I think there are just some regular Joe Schmoes who are like, yeah, I could direct a porn. That shit's easy. You know? All you yeah. gotta yeah. do is Yeah, I'm imagining this. that, like, 
the the porn company or something was like, okay, we need to just something Amish. Yeah. And then they just like told some guy, all right, just something Amish. And then he's like, okay, I've, you've got 24 hours. Right. Yeah. right. Three hours. Yeah. Maybe. They, yeah. <laughs> Bring it they back. They gave her a little cotton collar and a bonnet and some weird wrist guards. Oh, she had yeah. like wrist, wrist guards? I was like, that <laughs> is not Amish. <laughs> Also, she like, also had like a full face beat, and I was like, yeah. "You're pretty good at makeup for right. someone who's been yeah. Amish their whole life." And she had like bangs and pigtails. She also had a belly button piercing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you are yeah. not Amish. And like, I really want to like stuff like this because I'm like, okay, trashy porn. You know, there's a place yes. for it. Yeah. Like, people can get off to it. Let's go. But I, f- I find myself judging it. Like oh, more than I'm accepting it right yeah. now. Yeah, that's so much of what this podcast is founded on. Is like when the production design or lack thereof yeah. gets in the way of our ability to enjoy, enjoy porn because we're like, God, the production value is just like mm-hmm. even a blank wall and like a couch would have been better, you know, like then yeah. the beach scene that we have like framed behind them and they're like stand up light and their mm-hmm. leather, their pleather couch or like whatever inevitably like washable couch they have at this yeah <laughs> in this house and then they have some very pretty basic sex you know yeah. there's nothing really exciting about any of it to me personally i don't know how yeah. you guys felt i was sitting through like watching it and i was afraid to skip because i don't want to like miss anything that we might discuss right. but i definitely wanted to skip whereas with supplicant i felt like really entertained throughout the exactly. whole video yeah. but this one i was like okay i'm watching a dick get rammed in her her butt from behind yeah. or yeah. I don't think there was actually anal sex, was I there? I don't think so. I think it was just doggy style. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was just pretty vanilla. I'm guilty of, like, preparing for this show and watching porn and being like, well, I know what's going to happen. And then we'll yeah. get on the show and Rachel will be like, and then he said this. And I'm like, uh, what? Because <laughs> I, like, skimmed it. <laughs> like, I will watch it, but I'll, like, do other things and think I'm, like, a better multitasker than I am. I definitely mm. checked out of this one. It was like, yeah. oh, no way. He flipped her over. Like, yeah. crazy idea, guy. Like, Pounding her from the other side. Uh, spoiler: He touched. He touched her clit for about three seconds. That's all you missed. Everything See, I did else. miss that. Yeah. I thought he literally didn't even touch it for three seconds. <laughs> it was like one, two, three. That's all you get, honey. And so. empirically, scientifically speaking, that is plenty of time. Yeah, right? yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> sure. I explode when yeah. anyone just like right. whispers at my clit. So yeah. that has to have been sufficient. Fast forward to the <laughs> hour long into me with a magic wand being like, why has it it happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh god, that was Yeah, and I wish there was like a, a wider variety of acting, which may be asking for a lot, I know. but like porn intros, there's always like this it felt like I was watching the exact same porn intro I've seen a thousand times, but with like a with her facial expression was slightly less excited. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was it. I'm like, really there's so much you could do with with this scenario. Yeah. And you just had to revert to like the basic run through mm-hmm. of acting that I've seen. They yeah. they also were just very disconnected. Like they didn't even seem. Neither of them really seemed to enjoy it that much. Honestly, like she. It, anytime the camera was in her for her facial expressions, it it's or like in her close ups. Like it, she had some, some sort of like facial expressions, but other than that, it was just was like, you know, pretty pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it just it just was very disengaged. Like yeah. this just felt like a very phoned in porn yeah, in terms of like the production and the shooting of it right. and the acting of it. Like like they were like we. I almost feel like like I like the scenario that someone was like, okay, uh, we need something Amish. I almost feel like somebody found the costume and was like, yeah. uh, this. Yeah, and then like built it's a just, shitty porn around a shitty just, costume. It's just a bad improv <laughs> sketch. Is what yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> They were we've like, all been and traumatized. <laughs> yeah. And we've all been traumatized by way too many of those without there being like 10 minutes of boring right. sex in the other half of it. And he was like, uh, thing too, like, what did you do to deserve a shunnery? Uh, like, <laughs> which like uh, is a great. Wait, did he say? Yes. Did he say shunnery? He said shunnery. <laughs> he said, what did you do to deserve a shunnery? And I was like, wow, I'm writing that line down. <laughs> Wow. Get thee to the shunnery. Oh, Lord. Oh, I love it. I wonder how Amish people would feel if they saw this. I wonder if they would feel really insulted. They would be like, first of all, pigtails aren't allowed. Mm. So... (laughs) 
With like the bright, I don't know why it was like the bright pink hair yeah. tie that like really did it for me. But when she took off the bonnet and it was hot pink hair ties, yeah, I'm like, I'm oh, I'm done. I'm pissed. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the final straw. Yeah. Oh, at one point he was like, I'm, he goes, I'm going to come bend over. And she just goes, okay. Okay. <laughs> True love. Yep. Romance. Yeah. Wow. Passion. <laughs> I will say though, I think like if you could make an, like a, an accurate, like a faithful Amish porn, I would be so there. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Like the idea of someone being. Sh- I think there's maybe even a movie about that that I'm like vaguely remembering in the history of movies I've seen in my life. Yeah, or maybe as a TV show or something. But like the idea of someone like breaking with their culture. Yeah. For their like passion for someone would be incredibly hot. To yeah. Me. Rum springer. Like the act of that. Rum springer. <laughs> Always sounds such a great. What a great word! It sounds like a German beer festival to yeah. me, and it is. It, it is. It is. It I is. guess it could be. <laughs> it is. So well, I had this thing where after I did a whole bunch of porn with other women, I stopped being able to enjoy lesbian oh. porn because, like, I just saw it and I'm like, I don't trust mm. that, like, at yeah. all because I know what it's like. And I think I'm having a little bit of the same thing with religious uh, porn, mm. where like whenever I am seeing religious porn or something, I'm just like, I just don't. I know that like. If people were actually doing that, they would be filled with so much guilt and shame and like cultural pressure that it just doesn't make it hot anymore. And I really want to like be able to step out of that to like buy into the fantasy, but it's it's really hard for me. Do you think if they accurately depicted like the guilt and the shame, it would it would add to the hotness? Because that is a thing that can be hot. Oh, I don't know. know? That is an interesting question. That's why I like, like, you know, I I mean, I need some uh, emotional texture. You should report. (laughs) You should report back to us after watching Fleabag season two. Yeah. Because it's obviously much less about the sex because it's not pornography. Yeah. But there's tension. There's tension. And Andrew Scott's a wonderful actor and I think has a complicated relationship with his sexuality that is not altogether believable. Like. It's not unbelievable, but, like, yeah, I'm like, where'd they find this cool priest that's, like, maybe not a... Like, he's a specific kind of priest that, like, maybe exists in the world. Yeah. Uh, where, her, like, he was kind of a badass before he was a priest, you know? Right. So they, like, make it sort of believable. But I'd be interested to hear if, like, his conflict mm-hmm. in navigating his relationship with Phoebe Waller-Bridge, like, kind of does it for you because there's more guilt mm. and explanation and engagement with that yeah. tension. I'll be curious. Yeah. Oh, um, have you seen Unorthodox? I haven't yeah, watched that I yet. Have, yeah. People keep talking about very it. What do you think, Rachel? That felt I good. It. Yeah. There was a, I thought that was a good There's this like this very conservative <laughs> yeah. and then she there is spoilers, there's a sexual scene and that felt totally realistic yeah. to me and I, very hot. Okay. Now I want to watch this show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been interested in it. I've I, been really curious about yeah. it because I am fascinated by Orthodox Judaism, yeah. uh, the same way I'm fascinated with any like very stringent religion. Wait, Ayla, when so. you mentioned about how like so, you know like your parents or your mom telling you that you had a vagina, that's what that made me think of. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I bawled through the whole show because there were so many scenes that felt really yeah. close to like things I had oh, gone God. through, like like the vagina yeah. scene. I saw that I was like, holy shit! I'm seeing like a scene from yeah. my life being depicted on television, right. and that was extremely yeah. moving for me. Wow. Uh, and then same with her like going to a club for the first mm-hmm. time. Like I remember when I did. Yeah that and then like having sex with like casual sex with someone i was like i just oh. cried oh <laughs> okay i gotta watch yeah God. that'll be next i just finished normal people which is also very hot that was also hot normal oh people. wow it's on hulu it's based on a yeah it's on hulu it's a sally rooney uh, novel it's it's irish and it's yeah uh in tandem with bbc and it's it's just about this it's a limited series that follows this novel that's just a relationship between two young people and yeah Ireland. That's all I'll say. You came for porn and you got TV recommendations. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) listeners. Yeah, I've been watching primarily Netflix, so... So I'm really interested in recommendations outside yeah. of Netflix. Okay, cool. Well, Fleabag and and Normal People okay. can be two to check out. Normal People isn't religious; like it doesn't have so no. much of that. But, but it's got sex. I'm just yeah. I'm just yeah. thinking about yeah. hot sensual sex on TV. Right. <laughs> so, what do we think? What's going into your spank bank, either of you? I mean, are we definitely already supplicant. I already masked. I jilled. Supplicant's off. pretty. Good. I jilled off to it already. So. <laughs> Good girl. Yeah. And in complete honesty. Jilled off while we were on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> we could have. You, you don't know. I mean, my hands are mostly visible, but. 
<laughs> I'm in the dark. <laughs> so you guys don't know what's going on over here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would full on Jill off to, to supplicant, but I think it would be like a good primer. Yeah, agreed. It's like, it definitely got me yeah. uh, on the path. Cool. Yeah, love it. And yeah, I will probably not revisit the Amish. No. Yeah. The Amish video then undid everything. Yes. That <laughs> <did for> me. <laughs> yeah. So. How sad. <laughs> uh, sorry, Amish. Better luck next time. All right. Well, uh, Ayla, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was yes. such a pleasure to yeah, have you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Yeah, reminder again to our listeners that you can find Ayla uh, on OnlyFans at Ayla Girl. Or sorry, Ayla underscore girl. And also on her blog, Knowing Less. You can find us on Instagram at Girls on Pern, that's porn without the O, or on our website at girlsonporn.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. If you leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, include your Insta handle and we'll post it and tag you, expressing our abundant gratitude. This has been Girls on Porn, the only GOP that's actually good. That was a HeadGum Podcast.